929-229-LWLW. LWLW. That is uh, the numbers 5959. So I'll say it again. Call 929-229-5959 and leave a message and just tell me, you know, who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. Uh, That will help me as I'm building the show because I think about you a lot. I just don't want to fill space with what I think you might care about. I want to make sure that this is just not a waste of time. I want to talk about things that are relevant to you and inspiring to you. And so it would just help me if I knew who you were. And where are you? Where are you? Who are you? One of my friends who called that number, 929-229-5959, is Bev DeVries, and she left a story of how we met, and she's a pretty entertaining person, so I thought you might like to hear what she has to say. I met Lisa Williams in my hometown of Pella, Iowa. I was applying for a job at the brand new station she was managing, and I had fast radio experience. I had been a guest host twice with my cousin Bonnie Lucas of Van and Bonnie fame on the Midwest AM powerhouse WHO. And of course, that experience came complete with an engineer who turned on my microphone. He adjusted my levels. All I had to do was talk. So Lisa required me to do a voiceover as part of my interview, and she ushered me into a closet-like production studio and gave me a weather copy to read. She left. And I waited and waited. And she came back and said, do you need something? And I told her I was waiting for my engineer. She fell on the floor laughing. And there is no engineer in small town radio. Six months later, I was on the air. And now 20 years later, I am the general manager, morning show host, music director, and yes, even the engineer of KCWN. I owe it all to that humble start with Lisa Williams. Bev DeVries is a trip, and so I'm really glad you got to hear her tell that story. She's a great storyteller, a great radio gal. And so she called and left that message on that number that you can call if you want to tell me who you are, where you are, and and what are you doing while you're listening. You can call 929-229-5959. And so uh, as long as we're talking about that phone number, that's just something easy that I was able to set up. Uh, But there is a phone system that is coming not too far from now because of this Kickstarter campaign. If I can just give you a quick update, who even thought of this? It's such a great idea to have a, a system online where you can tell your story and people can say, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And so... Yeah, a phone system has been paid for and everything that was needed to start this radio show. What happened? It's just amazing. Still blows my mind so much. And if you were able to give financially, thank you so much. Your name is now on the gratitude page at lifewithlisawilliams.com. You might want to stop by and make sure I spelled your name right. Lifewithlisawilliams.com. And you will forever be on the gratitude page inside my heart. Aw. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing. Just so amazing. All right, with Mother's Day coming up, let's talk a little bit about my mama. I want you to hear a story about something that was said to me, and it really changed my life. And so some of you know my mom because you got to hear her on the radio 
with me. She has such amazing comic timing and she's just a precious person. When I was growing up, it wasn't always easy between my mom and me. And I know that that story is not uncommon with women and their moms that you hit times in your life that are difficult. And we all think that our story is the worst, like, oh, nobody had a mom like my mom. (laughs) But I guarantee you, nobody had a mom like my mom. (laughs) She was incredibly interesting (laughs) when I was growing up. Very gregarious, very funny, very entertaining, but also very difficult. You know, my mom would say things and uh, do things and would be very angry sometimes. And so I had some bitterness towards my mom. And after I became a Christian, I was really aware of it and was really bothered by how I felt about my mom, which was not very good. And um, as time went on and I was married and in my 20s, I continued on with this pattern of just talking about my mom a lot behind her back and telling people like, you wouldn't believe what she said today. Oh, you wouldn't believe what she said to me on the phone. You just wouldn't believe what my mom said. And so sometime in my 20s, which was a long time ago, by the way, um, I was unloading about my mom with someone who was older and a Christian, a Christian woman. And I was saying things like, you wouldn't believe what she said. Oh, and she, she told me this. And then she was like this to me. And then she did this. And then she, you know what she said? You know what she did? I was just talking like that. And when I was done, this woman looked at me and said, you need to love your mom. And I can remember emotionally feeling indignant inside at her words. That was my initial reaction. Like, and then I said to her, did you not hear what I said? I mean, my mom is crazy. I mean, she said this and she said that. And she and then, and then you know what she said? She did this. And I ranted for a while longer. And when I was done, she looked at me again, this older Christian woman who I trusted very much. And she said, You need to love your mom. And so, wow, you know, there are times in life when you have to come face to face with the fact that you're immature. And, uh, and I was very, you know, strong about my Christian beliefs and I was verbal about my love for Christ and going to church and had my Bible and. And yet I was totally okay with really hating my mom. Um, It's kind of a love-hate thing, you know? And so those words pierced and began a process in me that took a long time. It is not easy to love someone who is difficult to love. (laughs) It's hard to love someone who hurts you. It's hard to love someone who is difficult. And if by chance that really resonates with you, I just wanted to say you need to love your mom or your dad or your sister or whoever it is that may not be easy to love. I'm not asking you to put yourself in harm's way, by the way, if someone is dangerous or destructive, and it's just not a healthy relationship. 
It's one thing to love somebody. It's another thing to be in constant relationship with them. I just wanted to tell you my story, that it began a process in me. As I'm sitting here, I'm looking for my Bible. I'm reaching for it right now. I'm thinking about Jesus' words when he said in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Um, He went on to say, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even tax collectors doing that? (laughs) If you work for the IRS, I'm sorry. (laughs) Tax collectors were not very, you know, liked in biblical times. Even tax collectors are nice to people who are nice. And if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Don't even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. Maybe even better translated, be mature. And that's what it takes. It takes emotional maturity. It takes a willingness to die to yourself when you've been wronged, to love someone who is hard to love. And those words from this, thank you, God, for older Christian men and women who are willing to speak into our lives. This woman saying that simple sentence, you need to love your mom. It was just a pivotal sentence that pierced my soul and helped project me into a time of maturity and growth. And so thinking of Mother's Day, that came to my mind. This story came to my mind as I was preparing for today. And I thought maybe that that would be something that you could ponder. If your mom is still here on the earth, and even if she's the meanest person you've ever met, you know, Matthew chapter five applies. If you can listen tomorrow, I want to tell you the rest of the story because about 10 years later, through long processes of loving and kindness and many things. Something happened between my mom and me and God. And I want to tell you the rest of the story tomorrow. I hope you can listen. And a byproduct of that was my mom being on the radio with me and creating some of the most precious moments of my life. And I wanted to share one of those moments with you. I shared this on my Facebook page a few days ago, so you may have recently heard it, but maybe not. And so here it is when my mom and I were talking about social media and I was trying to get Mama involved. Good morning, darling. How are you? Good. Um, I was just calling you because a lot of people have been calling me and saying, we miss Mama on the radio. <laughs> Glad somebody does. <laughs> somebody, oh. just, somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? It's this place on the computer. Oh, I don't have a computer. But do you want a computer? No, darling. Good grief, no. <laughs> I've tried to get mom a computer for years now. Are you no, sure you I don't want one? I, huh? I could get you a computer and I could get you I could get you a laptop and I could have it hooked up where you'd have it uh, wireless and you could be on Facebook. Oh mercy. <laughs> the country's being run by computers and machinery and they forget they have a heart. I don't want to be on that. You want to get you want a cell phone so we can text message? I um uh, I just want to get up, make my coffee, yeah, say my prayers, and um. Are you on Twitter? What is that? <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, I don't Twitter. Uh, I talk. I talk to the mailman. <laughs> is that Twitter? <laughs> I talk to the mailman. <laughs> 
Oh, my mama. Such precious moments to me, just treasures to get to hear that. And if your mom is still here on earth this Mother's Day, I hope you have a chance to talk to her and tell her that you love her. Okay. These last minutes that we have left together, I wanted to tell you about a sermon that I heard this weekend. Just wanted to tell you the story of a man named Stephen Corey. He is a pastor in Jerusalem. He is an Arab Christian who loves Jews. And he says that that is a triple whammy, that he is an Arab and a Christian and he loves Jews, makes him the target of much hatred. But he presses on and pastors this church. And he told a story about being attacked because he had led someone to the Lord. And the family of this person was so angry that he was attacked very viciously as he was walking to church one day. And he was beaten with pipes and chains, just horrific, just because he told someone about Jesus and they accepted Christ and the family was so angry at what had happened. And he says that as he believed that he was dying in this moment where he was being so severely beaten, that he told God in that moment that if he lived, he would love him even more. He said, I told God, I would, I will love you even more if I live. And he did live. And he said the most incredible thing that being persecuted in that way and being martyred really and attacked in that way took his faith to a whole nother level in standing for Christ. He talked about how his church has been bombed, how people have been attacked, stoned, how his uncle was murdered because of his faith. And as I sat in a very comfortable seat in a very nice church, it was just hard for me to comprehend that there are people who are attacked for their faith so viciously. And there was something that he said that I want to close with. And I wrote it down as he said it because he was just pouring out his heart very passionately. He said, if you don't find anything worth dying for, what is worth living for? I'm going to say it again. I'm not tweeting it. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it again. If you don't find anything worth dying for, what is worth living for? Boom. There it is. Okay. I'm leaving you with those words. And I hope you can listen tomorrow because Julie Thomas with Women Who Believe is going to share some exciting things with us that we can do together over the next few months. Yay for Julie coming by. And then also tomorrow, part two of the thing that happened between God, my mama, and me that changed everything. Today's show was brought to you by 159 people who gave money to financially launch Life with Lisa Williams through an amazing Kickstarter campaign. Thank you all so much. I will never forget what you did. Lots of technical support behind the scenes from my awesome cousin, Devin Weller, and executive producer, Paul Goldsmith. If you have time later today, I hope you can come by lifewithlisawilliams.com. I'd love to hear from you. Hashtag thanks for listening.